Hi everyone, welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope you have had an amazing week and have enjoyed February since March is next week. It is crazy to think that the month has just flown by, but it was a good month though. I have to say that since I live in the South, I probably did not have to struggle with the snow like some of my friends in the North did or even in Texas. My goodness, they had so much. But we did get a little flurry, which was very exciting for us, but it probably lasted about 12 hours. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about my magazine, the new one that came out uh, spring 2021. It's so crazy that it's already time for a new one. But before that, I just wanted to share a few thoughts from my devotion that I have been uh, reading over the past month. I chose a theme each month and this one was love, kind of going along with Valentine's Day. And I have been just so blessed with what I've learned and challenged with the love of God and what I am supposed to reflect to the world because love is our trademark. Love is what sets us apart from the world because the world loves with a love that what can I get out of it? That's really their goal with love. Um, it is rare to see someone who loves purely because that love comes from God and you can only love that way when you truly know God. And that is why the world needs us to be loving like that because that's how they're going to know God. They're going to see God's love. I remember in some play or some word, I think from Les Mis maybe, there was a lyric in there said, um, to love another person is to see the face of God. And I, the movie and, and all that it probably wasn't the best in the sense of, you know, a lot of the things that they did to it. But those words, when I heard that song at some point somewhere, it just stuck with me. To love another person is to see the face of God. Maybe in some ways we could say to love another person is to let them see God, to let them know what real love is. Love is selfless. Love is a choice. Love is an action. We often say the word, I love you, but do we really, do we back it up with actions? God did. We know he loved us because he died for us. He sent his only begotten son so that we could become his children. That's love. He who knew no sin took on the entire sin of the world. Let that sink in. He took everything at once. We've experienced sin here and there as we go through our daily life, but he took it all. The worst, the hardest, the unimaginable. He took it all because he loved us. That's what kept him on the cross. It wasn't his duty. He loved us. He chose to die for us. We who were unworthy, we weren't, we weren't wonderful people to die for. We were sinners, but he loved us. And that is the kind of love he calls us to be, to live, to do. And I think if we could do that, there would be a lot less problems in the world. Because see, if you loved somebody, you wouldn't talk bad about them. You wouldn't be angry with them. You wouldn't envy them. You'd want what's best for them. Love is our defining trademark. That's what sets us apart from the world. And in fact, Paul tells us that these three things endure, faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest is, is charity, love. And that was Paul who would go on to give 16 qualifications. Love is kind. Love doesn't seek its own. Love re doesn't rejoice in the evil. These are things that love does. It's amazing 
what real love is and how little we understand it. So I encourage you just maybe take some time, maybe the next month and go read some of those passages about God's love. I promise it will be a blessing, but it will be a challenge as it was to me. But enough about that. I hope that was just a little reminder to love others. I think we kind of need it at this point, especially as there's a lot of things, a lot of turmoil going on and we're just um, need to love others. But like I usually do, I want to share a little bit about the spring magazine and just kind of give you a little peek about what's inside of it. So let's get started. We're going to learn about a woman named Hannah in the Bible who learned to let go. Hannah has always fascinated me in the sense that she understood what it was like to let go. She had such a loose grip on the things of this world, but a tight grip to God. But something that struck me about Hannah, the world around her, you know, everyone told her, well, Hannah, you're barren. This is how it's supposed to be. And she refused to believe that she refused to accept the title of barren. She said, no, I want a child. And in her deepest despair, in her deepest hurt and sorrow, she took it to God. And I loved that example about Hannah. She laid it all out to God. She fell on her knees and she cried out and said, would you give me a son? And we love to focus on that. We love that verse where it says, for this child I prayed. But if you ever thought about it, that moment in Hannah's life when she says, for this child I prayed, was the moment she was letting him go. She was returning him to the temple, to Eli, to say, here he is. I prayed for this child and I am fulfilling my vow and giving him back to God. That's a powerful thought because that verse is usually quoted when um, a couple who's been facing infertility or suffered miscarriages, that they welcome their first child. And they said, for this child, I prayed and we rejoice with them. But Hannah spoke that at a moment of letting go. And that is a powerful, powerful moment in her life. But I believe that if she wouldn't have let go of Samuel, she would never have gotten the five additional children she received of the Lord. And there's something about Hannah that she understood that God was in control and she could let go of things. So in that article, we talk a little bit about Hannah's journey to um, receiving Samuel, but also the journey where she lets go and how as parents, you can't control everything your children do. At some point, they become accountable for their own life. And what do you do in those moments? What do you do? Do you you pray for them? Of course. But what else can you do to help your children even when they're out of the house and they're not listening to you anymore. What does Hannah teach us? What are some things? So we're going to talk about that in that specific article. Of course, there's everyone's favorite, which is from Miss to Mrs. And we're going to have a lovely story told by Debbie Fields Russ. You will be delighted by Debbie's story. She shares at 42 how she meets her future husband and how she met him and what her life was like that before then. She was uh, in Broadway in New York, living there for many, many years, and she had a a good career and she enjoyed her ministry there. But um, she still says, you know, I longed to be married. And she just shares her heart and her beautiful story, her beautiful journey. Um, She tells about uh, a grain of mustard seed that actually comes to play in her story. And she shares the significance of that in the story. And I loved, loved her story. She has, uh, Debbie is just a wonderful person. If you, if you know her, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She's funny. She's witty. She's delightful. She's very happy. And her pictures are a reflection of her many, many roles. And some of them 
are hilarious, so I think you will love seeing a little glimpse into Debbie's life and hearing how God is always faithful. He is always good, and he is always on time. Even if it's not on our schedule, he is on time, so I think you're going to be delighted with her story. Now, as always, we still have our book review in here, and there's a special book called The Crash of the Dragonfly. That's a dear friend of mine that attends my church, uh, Carolyn Searles, and she shares her story of her husband's plane crash. They were missionaries, and she tells the story in there, so you're going to hear a little blip from that. And she will also be featured in our summer edition, so stay tuned for that. I'm excited for her to share a little bit more, but her book review is in here, and you can find out a little bit more about her incredible true story. I know that will be a blessing to you. And if you follow me on Instagram, then you will know Cook to Flourish. Or if you've listened to the podcast before, you will hear my interview with Robin. She is a wonderful, wonderful, sweet person who agreed to share some of her recipes because she does have a YouTube channel and her own Instagram, Cook to Flourish. She's a wonderful cook and cooks with the season. So that was something that I kind of tapped into. And I said, Robin, can you explain a little bit about what does it mean to cook with the season? Why is it important? So she shares a little bit about that and shares some delicious looking recipes. I mean, you're not going to go wrong with them. So I'm excited to share that as well. And then I have a missionary friend of mine who her and her family, they were missionaries to Nova Scotia. Now they are no longer there at the moment. And I remember talking with her and thinking, wow, this is interesting because we talk usually about a missionary who's on the field and their perspective about it. But what happens in that season of waiting? Because, you know, Paul had that moment where he wanted to go to one place and another place and the Lord kept blocking him and saying, no, I don't want you to go here. And he had to wait for God's leading to tell him where to go. So I reached out to my friend, Michelle. And I said, would you be willing to share that season of waiting? What is it like to have to wait on God when you want to serve? You want to be busy doing something, but it's a season of waiting. So Michelle is going to share her beautiful story. I've known her for a long time since I was a teenager when they first came down to Ambassador Baptist College and got training to be a missionary. So she's going to just kind of walk you through her journey and what's it like to wait on God for the next season of service. And I think you will be very, very blessed by that. And of course, you know, the magazine's always filled with a moment from Psalms or a little story like the Thousand Marbles. So I won't tell you anything about that. You'll have to read that for yourself. But I think you will enjoy that tremendously. And of course, since um, May is Mother's Day and this is the season for the magazine, I decided to include My Mother, My Friend, a little tribute to mothers everywhere. So there's um, a few people that contributed and shared some pictures and they showcased what it was about their moms that spoke to them. What was it about her testimony that was the most impactful for them? So they're going to share a little bit. I think you're going to enjoy that tremendously. And speaking of mothers, if you know Carolyn Fike, she's the one who does most of my editing. I talked about her last time. Carolyn has been an amazing, amazing blessing to me. So she talks about her own mother. What does it mean to honor your mother? Because there are a lot of people today who are being shipped off to nursing homes. And again, Sometimes that is necessary, but what does it mean to honor your parents? Does that mean you care for them in their old age? What does that really, really mean? So Carolyn's going to kind of break that down because she took care of her mother until the day she died. She cared for her and loved on her. And I, I it spoke to my heart because I'm very similar with Carolyn. I love my mom and I take care of her as well. So I think you will really be challenged by this. Maybe it'll encourage you and help you to uh, bless others and share that with other people. But I definitely think you're going to enjoy her testimony. 
And if you have listened to the podcast before, you'll be familiar with the name Sarah Geringer, or if you've been reading the magazine since the beginning, Sarah has been with me all the way. She has always shared about meditation, um, about some spiritual truths that way, and she's just a tremendous writer. And I reached out to her and I asked her about children and divorce because this is something that Sarah knows and I have as well. I've experienced this myself. What does it mean for a child to go through a divorce? What are some things as a single mom you might want to be looking out for to help your children through? Because this is a traumatic event in their life and they will remember, a lot of them will remember this for their life. And so there are sometimes some things that take place and you're not even aware of it. So Sarah, as also having suffered a divorce when she was a teenager, she talks about it and says what you can do, kind of some do's and don'ts to help children through some emotions that they feel and what you can do as a parent to help them navigate those feelings. So I think that will be a great insight for you. And I think that will be a blessing to a lot of the single moms out there. Now, as I mentioned, Cook to Flourish is mentioned in the magazine, but Robin also has a jewelry business. And I thought, you know, I would love to feature that in the magazine. She has her stuff sold for the Ivy and the Sparrow. I think that's how it goes. And she sells her work, her beautiful, beautiful jewelry. It's just stunning. And if you want to read more about her story, she's going to share just a little insight about her family's jewelry business and how that led her to start her own journey on jewelry. So I think you're going to really enjoy the beautiful pictures that showcase her work. And I think you will enjoy hearing her story. And I loved what her mother told her when she was younger about her talent. She told her, Robin, God can do more with your talents than you can. And I just, that stood out to me. I loved that because sometimes we think, well, it's my talent. I can do, I can do all these things with it, but no, you will go farther if you just give it to God and let him use it because ultimately he gave it to you anyway. So I think reading her story will be a great blessing to you and encouragement and maybe give you some encouragement as well to try your own, see where God's leading you. What can God do with the talents he gives you? if you give it back to him and leave him in his hands. And we also have a very precious story from Michelle Hopper. And she talks about the five miscarriages she went through and her journey through that. She shares about her faith. She shares about her heartache. She shares about her discouragement. And I think that you will be blessed as she shares some beautiful insights about it. And I remember one part of the story that gripped me was when she talked about, you know, I have a history with God. That means that he cared moments where he loved on me, moments where he showed himself so faithful. And she said, I had to remind myself that his sovereignty is sure and he makes no mistakes. And the plans he has for me are yes and amen. I loved that statement. Yes and amen. And that is true for us. So I think you will be tremendously blessed by Michelle's story. They will encourage your feminine heart and remind you that if you are going through that journey of infertility, that season, you're not alone. There are others who have been there. And I think Michelle's words of wisdom and healing will be a tremendous blessing to you as well. And of course, with every issue, we always have a salvation story. And this one's called, I Can Never Be Unsaved. So a dear friend of mine agreed to share her beautiful story and just the assurance that when we are saved, we can never be unsaved. We can never lose that. And that's such a wonderful, wonderful consolation for every believer that no matter how difficult the trials, no matter how hard the storms, we can never be lost. We are safely tucked inside the palm of our God's hands. Our name is graven in his hand. We can never be forgotten or forsaken. And I think that is a wonderful reminder for all of us to tuck away in our hearts. 
And of course, there are multiple other things tucked away. We have a lovely little story for about a nonprofit. We're going to expand that later in some further issues, but I wanted to introduce to you Joy Through Brokenness, which is Joy Doll. So a little girl named Leah, she decided to purchase, uh, or she received, I should say, a doll, American Girl doll, and she restored it. It was not quite in the pristine condition that it needed to be. And so she went on a little quest to learn how do I fix it? And that journey, that quest and that research led her to take on more and more dolls and restore them. And now she gives those dolls to little girls that are in need. And she says, I love the idea they're broken, just like we are. But God's grace restores us. And that is what she wants to teach other little girls. It is such a sweet, sweet ministry. So I encourage you to read that article. It's a very short one, but I loved it. And if you read it, definitely do some more research. Look them up, joydoll.org. I think it might be their website. I have it in the magazine, but it is a tremendous story of just a sweet girl who wants to be used, again, giving her talents to God and letting him use them to bless others. So if you have not gotten your spring edition, I encourage you to visit sitstillmydaughter.com and get yours. Um, And if you haven't gotten your winter edition, I still have some copies available of that. And I promise that the stories in there are just as good as these. They're always, always tremendously a blessing to everybody and an encouragement for sure. And I want to say a special thank you to some of the people at Carolyn Fike. I could not have done it without her. She does all of my editing. Again, I I always say it. I love to write, but I do not abide by the rules. So I always miss out on a comma or a semicolon or whatever that needs to be. She always takes it and fixes it for me. So Carolyn, I appreciate her so, so much. And Julia uh, does some of my photography for me. And she is featured on the cover this time. So her picture on the cover is just stunning. A, A beautiful, beautiful spring picture. I'm excited to have that in there as well as several others. C. Lynn Creations, if you look her up on Instagram, her work is also in here. I have featured it in a couple of spots. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. These these women are so talented. So if you live in this area of Greenville or Columbia, South Carolina, definitely look them up because they do great work and you will not be disappointed with them at all. And I also want to say a big thank you to Have Faith Studios. Jerry, is amazing. She does some of my graphics. She takes on the Bible reading plans that you enjoy. She, I give her a theme. We kind of discuss it back and forth. What can we do? What fits the season? So we talk about it and then she does her homework and she sends me a list of verses and says, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, those are amazing. And then she designs it all. It's just so, so beautiful. And if you have not checked out her Instagram or her Etsy shop, Have Faith Studios, you need to. She does such good work. She also just released 52 Cards of Gratitude and they are are adorable. So if you go to my Instagram or Jerry's, you'll be able to see different uh, pictures of that product and check it out for sure. Share it. Give these ladies some love because they have been used of God to be a tremendous blessing to my heart and this ministry here. So if you have not picked up your copy, make sure you get it. And can you do me one favor? Would you be willing to share it with one person? One person that you know, would you be willing to tell them about the magazine saying, hey, have you gotten a copy of Sit Sell My Daughter? Do you even know what this is? You need to hear about this. This is a great magazine. If you could do that, I would be so thankful because it just really is word of mouth right now. That's how we're spreading this ministry. That's how we're spreading these stories. And I always tell people, this is not my magazine. I just provided a platform. The Lord gave me this idea and he has blessed and guided me. 
And I just want it to be a blessing to other women to allow them to share their story to encourage the hearts of others out there that, that they know I'm not the only one struggling. I'm not the only one that suffered infertility. I'm not the only one that's gone through a divorce and have children that are struggling. There are so many encouraging stories in here that will truly remind you how good God is, that his love is everlasting and he never forsakes or forgets his children. But sometimes we must sit still, just sit still and wait on him. And like I always say, it's a learning to sit still. It is a process because it is not easy. We like action. We like control. We like knowing that we are in control. We feel better that way. But just trust in God. As his daughter, you can sit still and know that he is God. He is good. And he will always do what's best for us. So again, if you want to go to my website, it's sitstillmydaughter.com. And if you can, just share it with one person. I'm on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. You can just go in there, find my page, Sit Still My Daughter, and just share it with your friends and tell them what a blessing has been to you, what you like best about it, what are your favorite things in the magazine that you look forward to each time. And I would appreciate that, my friends. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to getting this issue in your hand, and I pray that it is a continual blessing to you, that you'll be reminded again and again that God is faithful. God is good. And no good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly, and that he is always ready to hear your cry. If you just come to the quiet place, sit still, And be like Hannah and pour out your heart to him. Remember, he's always there and he's always, always listening. Mm